Welcome to TMA Talks. I'm Scott Stewart, where today we talk everything TMA. Today, we have the privilege of sitting down with Sean Carroll of DAC Group in New York. He is an investment banker for middle market healthy and distressed companies. And today, we're just going to kind of chat about a, an area that we have not focused on all that much, and that's, uh, that's corporate health. But, but before we do that, Sean, welcome to TMA Talks. Scott, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be with you. TMA is very close to my heart. And also, I'm delighted with the opportunity to discuss some practical ideas for restructuring professionals to increase their workflow and to provide value to their clients. But before we get to that, Xian, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your professional background, and, uh, and then how you got involved with TMA. Um, I am a lawyer by training. So I'm a recovering lawyer, and there's I've a few tra- of us out there. <laughs> they are the sen- we are the sensible people. Yes. Um, I went to law school, rose to the level of general counsel, and then through no brilliance of my own, I went through two major retail bankruptcies, and the turnaround firms then became interested in me for my executive, my legal, uh, and uh, practical background in restructuring, and I've spent uh, years in that uh, heavily in M&A, and now I work both in healthy and in distressed M&A, and I've been a TMA member, oh my gosh, it must be well over 15 years. Sounds great. Uh, and you're a New York chapter member, correct? That is correct. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about corporate health, something that we've added to the dialogue at TMA where where it's not just about solving problems, it's about identifying problems. It's about spearheading them earlier in time so that uh, you have the opportunity to fix it before it becomes a true distress situation. Uh, I'm delighted by that question because very few people approach it that way, Scott. And just like you making great changes at TMA, I'm pleased that you're setting the intellectual uh, field Uh, for this type of discussion. What I see is that professionals in our space are chasing the same opportunities. I don't know if anybody has ever taught children how to play soccer. What one does is you normally have two adults and you tell the children the ball can move faster than you can and they all nod their heads and then you kick the ball from one adult to the other and the children chase it and they can't catch it and you tell the children now When you start the game, what I want you to do is pass the ball. Don't all run after it. They all nod their heads, and as soon as the game starts, they move around in a scrum all over the field, and nobody's passing the ball. They're all just chasing the same ball. I think that, unfortunately, is to a large extent what we are doing in the restructuring sector. Our professionals are chasing the same opportunities. What I would like to do is to really suggest some ways that we can move away from being viewed by clients as the grim reapers and expand our repertoire. That's really an excellent point because I think sometimes people look at us in the restructuring world as the grim reapers when in fact a turnaround can can be in a relatively healthy situation and particularly in, in mid-sector businesses and family businesses where people want to defer on looking at the problems because they think they'll either just go away or they'll solve themselves with time. You're bringing a fresh and different perspective to it for 
for the restructuring professionals. Describe a little bit about what that is. Absolutely. Jerome Goopman, uh, who wrote on the idea of hope, said, hope is one of our central emotions. Our professionals don't speak to hope. They speak to fear, which is also powerful, but it would be much more powerful if they also gave hope. Uh, I've spoken and published extensively on this, but I'm grateful for this opportunity because this gives me a chance to pull all the strands together. I started noticing a phenomenon. That is, private companies who have sale processes, a surprising number of them would suddenly have the EBITDA decline rapidly and significantly. And I started wondering, why is this happening? Remember, you've got lawyers, you've got accountants, you've got investment bankers, and, and the investment bankers in particular are incentivized by a success fee. So why did none of these professionals anticipate that the EBITDA would collapse? That started me and started an analysis of what was happening in those uh, companies. Everybody has read and heard uh, analyses of the signs of distress. And they're pretty obvious. Some are almost comical when I read these articles. They talk about a cash crunch, for example. My gosh, if you're in a cash crunch, you're already in distress. These are well beyond uh, signs of uh, distress and warning signs. You've got distress at that point. So they talk about also about covenant default and all of that. Once you're in that, you may actually already be too late. And it's a truism amongst restructuring professionals that we are brought in too late. So I, I came up with an idea and I researched it, that they are actually earlier signs of change, way be before the distress signs. And these are signs that only the owner of this business is aware of or could be aware of uh, these signs. Now, the owner may be in denial or may not have the experience to recognize what these signs are. I'm Scott Stewart. This is TMA Talks, where we talk everything TMA. More segments to come.